afternoon, folks. It's another episode of the Gary and Mark show, and I'm Gary. And I am Mark. And we're, we're coming to you, not live. But we are live. Yes, we are. And we are once again, if people can see us on YouTube, and some can, Zooming. Zooming. It's been a like since in, m end of March or so, because we, yeah. yeah, in fact, it was, I think it was about the middle March episode when we recorded at your house. And at that time, wow. social zooming, social zooming, social distancing was just underway. And we were sitting across at a table. And if you would have told me March 15th or so that we would still be doing this now, July 15th, I don't think I would have believed you. Let's see, or, March, April, May, that's four months. Four months. Third of a year. Yeah. yeah, I've never, you've been, nobody's been doing something like this, maybe in some other countries or back in a hundred years ago, but uh, that flu, but never used to see those pictures on TV, you know, five years ago, four years ago, of people in Japan and China all wearing their face masks saying, how silly is that out on the street, people wearing the mask. And now it's like, man, I've got a whole bunch of them just ordered a couple of reusable ones. Yeah. It's uh, anyhow. So hopefully one day, now we talked about getting together and we can do that. We just have to be safe, but yeah. since uh, people don't know, Gary and I live about 23 miles apart. So this, this is, this works out really well. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get saves any, on gas, saves on gas and no germs go through the microphone. So that's always good. Although when I do drive down to your place, yeah, you guys down there in Landrum, they don't think as much of their gas as they do up here. Why is that? So I can, I try and time it. So I'm just about empty and I load up down there and this is nuts. I feel like I've saved money. Well, well it, it, you do, if you didn't drive down just to buy that gas. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then as long as you're there, you go across the road and there's the, I don't know how much of a discount the liquor store. So, uh, you know what? And I haven't been in there cause they sell beer. Yeah. And, uh, I have a good supply, but not as good as you might think, but the price, I don't want to bum them out or anything, but it's just the same over at Ingalls. Yeah. And uh, Ingalls is cold and it's not right. cold over at the other place for some state law, I guess, but it's there. And uh, they seem to do a good business, I, you know, I suppose. Oh, gosh. Whole rafts of different kinds of... Have you been in there? I have. Oh, okay. So you know more. I've been in there. Yeah. I've been there one time. And it was like, there's more selection of different... I don't... I'm not well... I'm, I'm not that well-versed on distilled spirits, even though I am from Kentucky and I'm supposed <laughs> to know about bourbon, but... Yeah, I, I, when I was in New Orleans as a young teacher, I, gin and tonic and whiskey sour my only mixed drinks, I think, or Bloody Mary. Remember that? Yeah. That was about it. And I haven't had those in probably decades. Hmm. Beer's, beer's good enough for me, wine every so often. But uh, yeah. yeah, my wife drinks apple, Angry Orchard, green apple. She likes that. Yeah. 4% uh, something another in the evening before she heads to bed. Well, you know, last episode, Gary, you introduced the little buddy device the little buddy and i just want you to know reader you know we've had a couple of listeners wow. email want to know is there something like that for women so i said i'd let you know that you and the laboratory can go back 
Okay. Maybe you have something in development that, you know, maybe Barbara can help get it fitted or whatever. Mm. People want to know about it. They can go back and listen to episode 34. Well, yeah, you know, maybe it would be uh, instead of the little buddy, the little sister, huh? <laughs> and and then with the little sister, you'd have to get like a. Do you remember the thing they called the Sani film? It looked sort of like a funnel. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah. We we used to sell them at the store. I was at Sani films. Yeah. So they, did you actually? You did sell them. You used to carry them, or you used to? Sell oh them? yeah, we used to carry them. Yeah, and they. Uh, so that, you know, I guess women also can write their name in the snow. If, uh, and actually, I, I think uh, I purchased one for my mother-in-law on her horseback riding trip to Portugal. So well, they made good sense because uh, yeah, and women, see, you would need kind of one of those, I think, along with little sis, uh -huh. if you don't want them to, yeah. We can, okay, well, okay. we'll get our crack team research team working on that. That's a good idea. Because we believe in, in equal rights, especially when it comes to uh, having to do one and two. We want to help you out. <laughs> That's right. Of course, you know, the original little buddy, the, I mean, the, the Big Whiz Pocket Buddy app was a whole different concept. Yes. So, and women don't have that issue. I don't think. No. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we won't get into that. Gee, People they always had, you know, they never had enough bathrooms in the restaurant compared wow. to the men, because uh, or they didn't. Yeah, so they'd be a long line. And they still have that. I, mean, I, I have been to the, you know, peace center, someplace like that, and it's been intermission. And I mean, the women's line is coming out the door. Men's might be too, but they move men so much faster. And I just keep saying, Oh my gosh, if I had to go, I would not be able to wait as long as that line looks. So that's, I think maybe new places have to change that percentage, I guess, of, uh, maybe, maybe if there are more women architects, that's see, there you go. There you go. I was at the, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Both of those things would probably work right. Well, uh, it's July 15th, we think, when most people will hear this. Anything in yeah. history on the 15th of July that comes to mind? Well, we, we, the, the, the day after Bastille Day. Wasn't that? And Bastille Day celebrated something in France. What was that? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like the, the, the folks stormed the Bastille to let out the political prisoners okay and is that looked on as one of the beginnings of the french revolution which lasted for you know several years and lots of beheadings mm, yeah but, yeah but i remember you know being told well the guillotine was a a humane way to behead someone because it it didn't miss a lot That's better true. than a guy with a big axe Woo. Having an off yeah. day. Yeah. Exactly. Or right. Or hitting the person but only getting one third the way through or something. Yeah, oh. yeah. Whew. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I guess that was yeah. a more humane way. Well, let's so, go from that. To here in North America, uh I did look up in July fifteen is Linda Ronstadt's birthday. And all right. 
boy, a bunch of men my age, your age, we all 40, 45 years ago sure had, we had crushes on her. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, what a voice. Yeah, yeah. What a yeah, voice. Yeah. Uh, and versatile. Gosh, she could sing. I mean, she could sing rock and roll and she could do Hispanic tunes and she could do sing with Nelson Riddle in the orchestra and right. do, gosh, just so versatile. Yeah. So, yep, Linda Ronstadt. So uh, how old would she be? Is she? Well, I think, let's see, if I'm 70, she's probably 73, okay, something about, like that. My wife likes Joan Baez and she just recently. Oh, yeah had a 75th birthday yeah. show, so she must be 77 or 78 or so. Boy, and there's another voice for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I got, and didn't see her, but I saw uh, Judy Collins once. Ooh. Uh, she was also good. All the same era. Yeah. I think, yep. So, Gary, you know, it's uh, July, and yeah. we, we live, both of us, you especially, in the land of summer camps. Yeah. And now COVID-19, almost all of them are closed. Yeah. And there are a few that are opening with all kinds of rules in place, safety things. We wish them luck and all that and good health. But uh, of course, it's, you know, it was this time 50, 49 or 50 years ago, in 1971, when you and I met at yeah. summer camp. And yeah. that camp is closed. Yep. And uh, for this year. But this is their first time in how many years? Well, let's see. It, they opened in yeah, 22. I, so, 22. They, okay. So it would be, that's right, because they're talking about this would in, be their 99th year. That's right. 99 years, same family. Yeah. There are camps that are 100 years old or 99, but most of them have had several different owners. Yep. And not the same family. So this camp is right. the same family all that time. And uh, a lot of people are missing it. And we've done a session up there. You and I went on the tower and did a recording back in January. It happened to have a pretty mild day, I guess, because yeah. it's at uh, 20 some hundred feet. So it can be pretty cool out, out on that lake. But at this camp where you and I met, and I, you know, I wanted you to talk about for a little bit this hike you took me on, because that introduced me to the fine art of backpacking. It, and uh, the fine art of uh, uh, how do you stay alive when 12 angry campers want your head. That's right. Our own, our own version of the French Revolution. That took that's place. good timing. That's right. We got to call maybe one. Actually, uh, we, we have, may have had some New Orleans kids in that group. We may have had some French names in that group. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and I have to say that Gary was the experienced counselor. He had been there yeah, for a couple years at least. And he was yeah. my neighbor counselor and we had a double cabin, Sleepy Hollow East I was in, you were in Sleepy Hollow West. This is Camp Mondamon on Lake Summit, Tuxedo, North Carolina. Just in case you wanna look it up, mondamon.com, M-O-N-D-A-M-I-N.com. They are not a sponsor, they're not giving us any money for that endorsement. But, uh, I knew nothing. All I knew was in the what to bring to camp list, it said bring a frame, backpack, and a sleeping bag. Well, I'd never been, I'd been camping with my dad. That was, was about it, like two nights. So I go to the store. It was the equivalent back then of Walmart, some sort of discount store. And there was a $5 
course, it was 1971. That may be the equivalent of $20 a day. I don't know. $5 frame, canvas backpack, no waist belt. So is this Mount in Mount Gilead? No, this must have been in Durham because I was in school oh. in Chapel Hill. Okay. And Mount Gilead would not have had a discount store. <laughs> <laughs> and there was hardly anything like mail orders we have today, you know, or no, catalog. Yeah. I already had catalogs, but if you ordered it, I never would have gotten in time. You would have waited six weeks for it to show up. And so my that was my backpack. I didn't know any better. It looked cool to me. And uh, my sleeping bag, people can't see, but on maybe on the YouTube, they can't. It must have rolled up to about 18 or 20 inches across. Right. Cotton, all cotton. Yeah. Done, no stuff sack. If it had a stuff sack, you, you would have needed a, a 50 gallon burlap bag to stuff it into if you could have found one. So I don't even know how I got all that sleeping bag onto the pack, but you had to deal with me and those 12 angry kids, which weren't angry when we started. But no. uh, tell us about that trip, Gary. Well, <laughs> spirits, spirits. We lived those moments. As I recall, spirits were high when we began. As and, they always are. And, yep. uh, an not overnight. a cloud in the sky. Not, a, not cloud. a cloud in the sky. And overnight cabin trips. My first ever. Very much promoted by the camp. Go out with your cabin. So an experienced counselor in his cabin would take an inexperienced counselor. That would be you. Very. Uh, in his cabin. And we would all go off together. So that it, was it. 14 people. Six kids. Yeah. One counselor's ass. So. And we would walk from the boys' camp around a piece of the lake, Lake Summit. And you remember, you crossed, you had to cross the road. I remember we had to cross the highway. And, and actually, you, you were walking right on the edge of Camp Greystone property. It seems like you'd go up this hill and then you'd, you'd come down and you had a little uh, kind of rock outcropping you had to negotiate, come down by that, and it would bring oh, yeah, you yeah. to the old steel bridge. Right, which is still there, right? Which is still there. It, mm -hmm. I mean, that the bridge that carries cars now is a new bridge mm -hmm. just beside it. But that old uh, steel bridge that uh, sat above where the old dam used to be. And then, But once you got across the... I think from our cabin to cross that bridge, at that point, you've done about a half a mile, maybe Ooh, a little more. And I can tell you, by the time I got that half mile, I was about done. Yeah. Because that big bag was bouncing up and down on my pack, hitting the my, back of my legs, I'm sure, my yeah. thighs or something. And uh, and then you walked a gravel road that that took you into Camp Green Cove, and, it, and then you would walk that gravel road, it seemed like, would kind of, once you got near the girls' camp, there were a variety of trails you could take. And and I wouldn't have known any of this. Well, uh, of course, <laughs> our destination was a new cabin that had just been built back in, you know, what we call the back 40, which really was an 800-acre piece of ground that that was next to another 800 acres that belonged to the owner's brother and, and his camp airhead. So seems like both camp, you could share that, that area. So you had about a 1600 acre area back there. You could go wander around and there were a maze of 
both footpaths and Jeep roads. Boy, yeah, I remember those Jeep roads. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't really ever been to this cabin. And, of and course, I think you, you told me that. Yeah, I think you yeah. said you had been, but you had an idea where it was, right? Well, and you had a kid in your cabin. Yeah. I sure wouldn't know him. That kid, he had been there with, you know, the founder of the camp, the guy who was still running it back then, Frank Bell Sr., would take kids on these infamous Jeep rides. That's right. All around, and he... And this boy had been on a Jeep ride with Chief to Beach Point, so he knew where it was. And that was probably in the days before they had seat belts in those Jeeps, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we did. He was, I just remember, those were crazy, wild, crazy Jeep rides. Yeah. Yeah. So and anyhow, so boy thought he knew where it was. And I'd, I'd never been there. And I, there, at that point, there was no detailed map either of the back 40 a few years later one was i remember uh, yeah pretty good one was done by a guy named kelly crocker oh yeah he spent a whole winter there and walked the back 40 but you know on a topo map we had those topo maps well this area would have covered about maybe four square inches at most so trying <laughs> to you know, discern from that where you were. Right. And of course, this cabin would not have been on the topo map unless someone. No, had no. And so. we did. We wandered. We did. We wandered and would take one trail to another trail. And this boy kept thinking he knew the way. Yeah. And I, I just follow. I was at the back. So I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> yeah. And. and and uh, the day began to grow shorter and shorter. It did. And the clouds started to move in. Right. And then we just decided, I think at dark, well, we'll just camp here. We're okay. We, I think we had some water. And I don't think we, I don't think we were by any firewood, you know, in, in the woods, we were in an open field. Uh-huh. But we thought, well, we this is okay. We got our sleeping bags. It's a nice night. And Gary is he's in charge of these kids. He's being very optimistic, keeping their morale up. Keeping yeah. my morale up. I'm, you know, yeah. right now so far, what's wrong? You know, we don't have a yeah. cabin, but who cares? We got the wide open spaces. Yeah. Sleep we under got the stars. our house on our back. So that's right. Sleep under the stars. Sleep under the stars. And yeah. and there this is back when uh, uh Oh, I guess the big old pasture, what's now what we know in Odie's knob. Anyway, Chief had cows. Remember, he had cows. So. Oh, yes, I do. And so we, you could tell where the cows had been. <laughs> Easily. Easily. And, and had been and in a we, lot of places, too. And we camped where the cows had been, but we explained to the kids, you just take your poncho your army poncho and you lay that down on the ground first and that way they'll keep you away from getting any of that stuff on your sleeping bag mm -hmm. seem like i was gonna roll off the pad or the yeah yeah well, the i don't think we had pads back then yeah poncho i guess yeah 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 you just had a poncho <sighs> put the poncho down put your sleeping bag on it it's just manure it's okay that's right natural yeah it's yeah no big deal so uh, and, uh 
All was so, good. <laughs> I think we we kept them happy with with marshmallows and Hershey bars because yeah, always helps. I don't think we that works for me. Yeah, kept me happy, and that worked pretty well until until the <laughs> rain came down, and it did come down, and then the kids stood up and grabbed their ponchos, which were prior to that time on the ground. On the ground, covering the, the the cow surprise. Yeah, and then to put the poncho on correctly, I've used the analogy. It's like the you know toast when toast falls, butter side down, mm -hmm. butter side up, or butter side <laughs> down. I don't know what you would call it, but some of the kids <laughs> made the mistake of putting the poncho on butter side down. Yes. So uh, yes, and so not only are they wet and smelly, yeah. Now they're not. Now they're not as happy as you were. No, three hours early. And they're hungry. Yeah, because we. That's right. We were feeding them marshmallows and candy bars. Yeah, we hadn't had anything other than that to eat, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so this is when the. This is when you got your first lesson on how to control a potential mutiny. Yes. It was. They were not happy campers at that point. That's probably where the phrase came from. You know, not not happy camper, happy camper. And uh they invented course, that phrase. The camp had a rule if you went on an overnight, you didn't come back till the next day. So yeah. I don't remember signing any papers that said that, but you kept explaining yeah. that to me. Yeah. Because I was ready to go back. Yep. Yep. Had a cabin with a shower in it. But. So I think we, uh, you know, some of it is kind of clouded over. Well, I, I one year old I, memory. I can remember you, and these were the days prior to LED flashlights that would shine 300 feet and stay bright for all for six months on one triple yeah. A battery. These are those double A, double, I mean, D battery, double yeah. D batteries. Yeah, an a, anchor. Yeah, with a glass bulb that could break yeah. at any minute. And so whichever kids had them, had them. But you and some kid, I think, you went out trying to see where we were. Maybe that was 4 a.m. in the morning because we weren't sure where we were. And you discovered where we were and it wasn't far from where we had started. <laughs> right. I mean, one wasn't at the at the boys' camp, but we were yeah. we had just made some big circles and uh, yes, and we found a fence line. I remember that. So then we we all got together in single file. I think we had one operating flashlight at this point, <laughs> and make our way along the fence line, and it takes us downhill. And seems like long about dawn. We we realize we're at the the girls' camp, Green Cove. We're in their barbecue pit area. That's right. At which point we knew where we were. Right. That's and I, right. I've left out the chanting that the kids did about we hate Mark and we hate Gary. I remember that. That went on for hours. It seemed. Well, it's it's we it's only that marching. We, you know, it's marching tune they do in the army. So these kids were doing yeah. that. Mm -hmm. you know waiting for him to turn on us that's right and they were what 11 and 12 years old or so yeah and they were big enough 
that they could take us on if they wanted. Sure. It's not like they were four years old or six years old. Yeah, we could have handled those, 12 of them. Yeah. But these were pretty big kids. Yeah. So we got back to camp. And everybody well, got on their way back. Yes, I remember it seemed like their their recounting of what had happened but it, it took on a mythology of its own where instead of this being just a total disaster, they had been able to withstand whatever nature threw at them. And they were bigger and tougher and coming out on the other side, they, they were already uh, uh, yeah, turning this into an epic. They were conquering heroes. Yes, they were. By, but and by the time, I, th I think we, the, the second bell for breakfast, I think we made it back and they were able to go in and eat. And then I don't know what happened after breakfast. I would assume <laughs> that we all went and passed out in our beds. Yeah, but, probably we had to go do an activity though. Maybe they passed uh, out. I wonder if they had their showers before they made it to breakfast or afterwards because they would smell yeah. pretty bad having slept in uh, the cow pies. Yeah. But that was a memorable first trip for 49 me. 49 years ago, yes. Yep. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. And that's <laughs> where we, we submitted our friendship with that trip. And, yes, we did. Uh, I will say that yeah. Gary still backpacks. You've heard us say several times a year. He's never invited me. And uh, that's okay, because if you ever do, I'm not going. <laughs> but it's not because yeah. of that trip. It's because I'm lazy, and it's hard work. And uh, But I will say, the next summer, I got rid of that can Canvas $5 backpack, went back yeah. to the store, and I bought a $10 nylon one with a waist belt. No yeah. padding, no fancy buckle, but I thought it had come up in the world. I had not come up in the world at all. It must have been my third summer before I ever got around to a decent... Back well, I remember 77, your last summer at camp, That's right. you and I took some kids looking for Dismal Falls. I remember that, yeah. And we didn't find it. You know, that's a, that runs into, uh, you know, the Evelyn Levin. And oh. we, we camped. I mean, where we camped is now part of Panther Town. Uh, but we, you know, uh, and it was very close to the entrance. There used to be the Shepherds had Camp Winding Gap. I remember that camp, yeah. It was near there. Then the only other, I remember we went looking for Dismal Falls and <laughs> didn't find it. And then the day we got picked up by Dick Jordan driving the bus, he'd, he'd picked up a girl's Tuckasegee trip before he picked us up and he's the one that gave us the news that Elvis Presley had died. I remember. Boy, it's what year? Oh, 77. Be 70, August of 77. Wow. Wow. So I worked at the camp seven summers. You worked there how many altogether? More than that? Oh, I think 12 because I skipped wow. a few and then came back, came back and did a couple. My last summer there was 83. Okay. 69 was first, 83 was last, but there were a few in between I missed. Yeah. Uh, it was a life-changing experience for me that first year. Oh. And that's why I did it for six more years and still do something outdoorsy every year. Not, not that necessarily. I don't camp out anymore. I gave up that camping out. 
That's a good story, Gary. And we're going to do that. We're going to make a recreation. We're going to Beach Point. We are. Uh, we that may be our next uh, get together and you know, go mobile. Yeah, yeah. And, we'll just. And, I, I'm going to take a camera, but we'll take a recorder. We can stop and record bits. We're not going to need recorder on because it may take us six hours to find it again. But you, you know where it is now, right? I, th I think we could get yeah. there I mean, in a pretty short amount okay. of time. I'd be curious. I have been there. I took my cabin one time, and that would be a whole nother story. That's when everybody came back sick, but that's a whole that was, uh, yeah. my fault. My fault being a must have been my first year because I should have known better by my second year. I don't know. But uh, anyhow, so Gary, before we leave, yeah, you're a gardener. Show us what you have. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I am married to a wonderful gardener. I've seen pictures, uh, yeah. But what here I'm gonna hold up. We have an apple tree. We've had it for I don't know, ten or twelve years. Barbara would and it's uh the outfit that the I guess per, before conserving Carolina in Henderson came there was a called Eco in any way oh, yeah. they sold the Environmental Conservation Club of, yeah, anyway, they sold apple trees one year for a fundraiser, and Christine is, and I know it's an ancient oh, heritage tree. Yeah, well, I looked it up. I think the Christine was developed, not that ancient, 1974 up in Purdue. And of course, uh, it is, it's an early apple. So they're they're coming in now. I mean, I will bet you we've already peeled a good twenty pounds from this wow. one tree. Wow! And you just but had one a, tree. Yeah, just this one tree, and it's an it, it's an every other year tree. So there won't be any apples next year. Maybe one or two. So it's every other year. So and, I mean, uh, and ours happens to be it's an even year, <laughs> and so boom, twenty twenty. Oh. So the next big crop will be 2022. I mean, does that have to do with the pollination or does that have to it do has with to, it? It has to do with something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, well, it's an every other year. We should get Dee because I hear she's got, heard she's got a new job. Now okay. she's working at some nursery. So we may have to get oh. her to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. One day. So uh, you, are those tasty eating apples? They're a, they're a really nice balance of about half sweet, half sour. And is that and as big as they get, or they get bigger? Uh, let's see. Hold this up. This is about as big as they get. And one thing I just learned I, I should do, when they first start to fruit, I should go in and and take that clump and get it down to two. Uh -huh. Don't have four or five. Because, I mean, we ended up, we have we had a bunch that are just a little bit bigger than golf balls. Uh -huh. So if I were to do that, then the ones I would get would get a little bigger. Well, that but sounds. I, yeah, two years, from, two years from now you can do that. Yeah, that would be if I'm still around. If COVID hadn't, who knows? Uh, yeah, I would look forward to 2022. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Barbara's made apple sauce and apple butter, and this is going to fillings for apple pies, and then. This morning, I just one of the like this one just had it for breakfast and and read about how it's true an apple a day can keep the doctor away. Well, you know, 
heard that as no cholesterol. I forget all the stuff it doesn't have. have no, no fat, no cholesterol, no yeah. salt. No. It's and it's food. high in antioxidants and has all these different vitamins. And You're of course, I like the, it, and it may, I love that, and it may help prevent Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or dementia. Well, so I, I better have another one. That's right. Uh, but I have one or two of these a day, but uh, this tree will be done. You know, you think of fall harvest, this tree will be done. Uh, let's see, where do we, oh, it'll be done probably by the third week of July. We'll be Me, done. When you say being done, you've taken all the apples off that you All the done. apples will be gone, yeah. And listeners should know that Hendersonville, where Gary and Barbara live, that is Apple headquarters. They have an Apple festival every, probably not this year, yeah, maybe today, but, but they're uh, trying to figure out how to have it. Well, you know, they called off the state Western state fair because yeah. they can't figure out any safe way to have it. So I don't know how they're going to have a safe way to have the Apple festival unless you have all indoor events with people limited number or something. I have yeah. no clue, but that is a big event been going on forever. And I think but I did look up, you know, apples, uh, boy, they've been around a long time. And of course they came, they came here to North America. They were brought over by the Europeans, but the apple seems to have originated in Asia. And then, oh. you know, it's, it's in the same family with all your little berry tree, you know, and roses. And most of, you know, a, a lot of the other, uh, plants in that family have small fruits mm -hmm. and there's been all this theory well large fruit you know the how trees the way that of course they spread is creatures eat the fruit and move on and spread the seeds and so well what would have eaten these big things well Big creatures, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dinosaurs or mastodons. Mastodons yeah. wouldn't have been too many years ago. So yeah, and, and I thought Johnny Appleseed was spreading those seeds around. Well, he, he did here, and I looked him up. You know, he. Uh, what was his real name? Uh, Jonathan Chapman. Okay. And mainly, he spread those Ohio, Illinois, and Indiana, and he. I think he was also a missionary. So that was a true story. Well, he was a real guy, yeah. Mm -hmm. But he did actually go around spreading yeah. apple seeds. Yeah. It's always a good yeah, story. And, uh, and it seems like every place where European settlers put down roots, they they planted apple trees. But a lot of the ones back then, it wasn't so much. It was cider. Uh, cider more than, uh, I guess, a lot of the apples they had back then weren't that tasty mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh here here you go here's an interesting you know I, I like fujis well fujis are originally a cross done by the japanese of a red delicious and a french apple that had been given to thomas jefferson that he donated to some farm that they cultivated so that that species and the red delicious were crossed by the japanese to come up with a fuji mm. that was 1939 
Wow. We're saying like, well, two years later, you know, they attacked yeah, Pearl Harbor. So that's right. Fuji oh. was a nicer move. Uh, yeah. But apples, they, they, there just seems like they're in every culture. And there are a lot of different varieties, even at the local store, you can get a lot, but probably not. What'd you call that one you have? What's it called? Uh, pristine. That's what I thought, pristine. And I think, and if it's a, it has a name like the something dash 32, it was the 32nd grafting of, oh, a co-op, thank you, from oh. off state, okay. <laughs> a co-op 32. Okay. Developed, I guess, or refined at Purdue University. Huh. Mainly, uh, I think, is it's it's fairly disease resistant. This is not a would not be a super commercially, I don't think, uh, viable apple. Boy, it touches the ground. It bruises easy. Uh -huh. But I mean, if you only got one tree in your yard, so how how does it get pollinated? The bees, I reckon. I see a lot of. Well, okay, it makes sense. And we we try and have other things to keep the bees mm -hmm. happy and don't do any kind of well, one day you have to hold up some pictures of your gardens I, I do see on facebook barbara's photos of things oh. from her garden beautiful you've got a green thumb yeah well that's what i don't have so and i and don't the, either the country life with columbus mark will be talking about my green thumb in the next oh, yeah. next video yeah so uh well anyhow it's been a fun talk gary yeah i'm missing about small times well Hello. and we let's let's uh Let's make another shot at Beach Point this time. Let's need it. Well, I don't know. Do Maybe we bring our ponchos anyway. Yep. Well, that's right. But these days, if I'm not backpacking, or you backpack, if I'm just hiking, I don't mind a little rain. <laughs> you know, yeah. cool things. I don't want. I don't like walking into pouring down rain. But uh, and uh, it's I, I end up sweating more if I have a jacket on anyhow. So it's better just to get wet, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Anyhow. We uh, thank our sponsors, yep. Outfitters. We haven't been there in months, and who knows yeah. when we'll get back, but they're still there. They're doing well. Yeah. They're open. They're open. Yeah. Got Good that big them. deck. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got LJ Myers, professional white dove leases. We've got yeah. uh, a couple of an app you came up with, Big Wheels Pocket, Pocket Buddy. And finally, we talked about Scott Reed, where we might be able to go and host Scott Reed at. Not Mondamon, but where's that place? Resort. Oh, at Rabbit Island Resort. Rabbit Island Resort. Maybe we can That's get right. Scott and he could be our financial uh, consultant. That's right, because he's, he's actually written books about finances and stuff. He has. He plays guitar, so he's going to be up in the area. We need to get him on the show. Yeah. We'll have to uh, figure that out and do a podcast with him. So maybe See we, if do... we can, Yeah, get him out of his shell and actually get him to talk. That's going to be hard. Yeah. He, I mean, he'll talk like one minute and stop. So yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. You yeah. got his email. I got his Facebook. We'll get in touch with him. Anyhow, it's been a good show. So I'm Mark. I'm Gary. This is the Gary and Mark show. Check us out at www.garyandmark.com. All those other good places. Like us, share, comment, tell people about us, blah, blah, blah. See you later, Gary. See you later, Mark. All right. Have a good day. You see, all, see everybody in the next episode. <laughs>